Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned into Three Questions in a Song, the podcast where the title, once again, tells everything you need to know. Uh, we are going to ask three questions of an artist. Two of them are mine. One of them is from the artist on the previous show, and then the artist that's on tonight will ask a question of the next artist. So not only is it three questions and a song, but it's also the podcast version of a chain letter because the part the artists have to go back and forth to listen to their answers and, and to the questions they asked. Um, so this is episode number 93. And with me tonight is Brian Schaefer, who is not a stranger to my shows. In fact, <laughs> the very first show I ever did, Brian talked more than I did. I did. <laughs> that is true. I think now you talk more than me. Oh, you have to. This is this is episode. Well, this is episode ninety three of Three Questions in a Song, and I just did episode number six hundred and sixty of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Wow! But ironically, not episode ninety three. I graduated in nineteen ninety three. Perfect timing. <laughs> so, so, how uh, many episodes of the PA Rock Show now? Six hundred and sixty. Wow! And uh, if anyone's wondering, number six hundred and sixty six was claimed by Utah Burgess. Awesome. I got a text from him one day. He's like, is anybody on 666 yet? It's like, no, it's yours. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay, so three questions in a song. This one is not very, very, there's no segues. It's just, here's the question, you answer. Here's the question, you answer. Tell me about your song. Boom. Here's, here's the question from Josh from um, Doors in the Labyrinth from last week. Now ask a question of Drown the Deep. That's how this is going to go. <laughs> Perfect. That's like, have you watched the hot ones at the end? Where he goes, you've earned it. Talk to that camera. Talk to that camera. Talk to that camera. <laughs> I don't have multiple cameras here. Me either. <laughs> so. Well, I do, but only one of them is on. Right. Yes. And I don't think it's the right one. Hold on a second. Uh-oh. It isn't. Oh. Ah, look how much brighter That's it is. That's better quality, Bill. Well, it better be. <laughs> I think you and I bought the same one. Uh, are you using a Logitech 922C? That is 100% correct. Then, yes. You're the one that told the me to buy camera. it. Yes. I, I figured. Yeah. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Question one. All right. I have known you to write pop. I've mm-hmm. known you to write rock. I seen you do some of the stuff in between there, but I think that the song that we're featuring tonight may be the first time that I've ever heard you sing country. That is correct. 100%. So why don't you give us a little bit of a story about how that happened? Because I believe this song wasn't originally a country song. It wasn't. No. So starting out, I was right. I had an idea about this song and it's written about, um, specifically a girlfriend I had in elementary school, but it kind of melds the stories of two different girls, I guess. But to the country thing, I was in Nashville, worked there for a month in November. And even though I didn't get out to see a single 
band when I was down there because I was working so much. Um, as I was walking home from work, I'd hear all the music and it was just nonstop music. Every place you go past had music. And I felt like that is one genre that I've never really dove into yet. And I said, you know, I play, I recorded that song originally as a rock song. And then I posted it on SoundCloud and got a response from a guy who was a producer. And he said, you know what, this sound, this would make a great country song. So I thought, hmm, okay. Kind of wanted to do that. Um, re-recorded all the vocals, did change a little bit of the guitars, but then um, asked my good friend, Jeffrey Towers, who was an amazing guitar player. I mean, this is his, we call it all the time that he sprinkles Christmas on everything, you know, and he'll, <laughs> he'll tell you that he doesn't play anything the same ever, especially when it comes to solos. But I knew that his type of guitar playing, his sound, the way he plays would be perfect to add his flair to the song. And when you hear it, it just completely changes. If you if you heard the original, the rock version, and then you heard what Jeff added to made it country, you'd be like, wow, pretty cool. So, yeah, so that's why I kind of ventured out into country. And I'm kind of liking it. I mean, I, I've always been a fan of, like, the old country stuff, like Hank Williams and those types of guys, Johnny Cash, um, Willie Nelson. But um, some of the newer stuff to me doesn't really sound that much like country. It's more popish. Mm -hmm. you know the contemporary country genre um so i wanted my song to kind of fit in that where where you it could be country it could be rock it could be pop so i tried to meld it you know in between those three genres the long and the um, short <laughs> so if you're watching the video watching us live or memorex later brianksafer.com down there at the bottom um, not one I was able to do from memory. <laughs> Absolutely. You should have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you helped me set up the site. Damn it. <laughs> um, Brian does have a podcast that you can find there. Um, I don't know when the next one is happening. Do you have a plan for that? Cause you, you mentioned, so you put yourself on the spot earlier. You didn't even know <laughs> I, it. I know. I know. And this isn't one of the three questions. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping to have an episode of, again by like mid-march because it's going to focus on um some of the stuff i'm doing in vocal coaching that type of thing just to kind of explain to people what is a vocal coach versus a vocal teacher so that's one of the it's one of the things i want to focus on plus play my new song too so todd todd has a good idea do you still have the rock version of the song Yes, it's not up online anywhere. Um, I could repost it. I took it off whenever I, I just basically could, replaced it. Could you send it to me tonight and I'll play them both? Okay. Yeah. I could but do like, it needs to happen as soon as we get off because I have to edit tonight okay. or it's not happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Todd, that's a great idea. We're going to play both versions. That's cool how I can see his comment on the screen here. That's awesome. Thanks, Todd. That was awesome. Um. Question number two. All right. Fire away. If you could write a song with any songwriter in the history of the world, who are you picking? And you got to know. You got to know my answer. Billy Joel. Absolutely. Hands down. And why? Because I, as a kid, I loved his music. I would sit in front of the big, huge console stereo we had at home. My mom would put his records on and I would just dissect every part of his all the songs the music i 
I even studied how he sang, you know, all his vocal inflections and everything. And I, I think his songwriting is just incredible. Like all his songs are like telling a story. And that's always what I've tried to do. And I don't think I'm as a su- successful as Billy Joel by any means, because he's just an amazing songwriter. But that's I would just love to sit with him, pick his brain and just, you know, feel his music. So Billy Joel, number one. Um. Todd and anyone else who's watching the video, we don't actually play the song here in the live interviews, but um, th- in this episode in particular, um, it will appear on my website tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So you don't have to wait long. As long as Brian sends that song, I'll send <laughs> it'll it. be at 6 a.m. I got to find um, it. It's buildthescene.com. It'll be right on the homepage. You won't be able to miss it. You will see the album art, which I'm going to show you real quick. Hold on one second, Brian. That's most of it. There's some words above and below it. It's supposed to be family, Brian K. Schaefer. But you'll see that album art, and that'll be the episode. Um, You can also hear it on buildthescene.com and on rudururadio.com. So there are options there as well. And who knows? Maybe I'll convince Rocky that we should fit this in on Music from 412 as well at some point. Please, Um, please. I have have not asked. and he kind of told me I was doing the PA rock show there. I didn't really have an option. Um, (laughs) um, But okay. So that was the second question. So now it's time for you to tell us about the song supposed to be family. Some things you haven't told us about it so far. Okay. So we talked about, so it was written about basically the premises two school kids and their puppy love for each other. And, um, it talks about, I got married in the second grade on the playground. Wore a suit to school. The girl wore a dress to school. Our friends gathered flowers. I got married in the second grade. So it's kind of playing on how. So the other part of it is um, I played Little League Baseball, and I had a pair of uh, baseball spikes that had lightning bolts on the sides. And yeah, and uh, the girl that I really liked at the time, she would come to all of my baseball games. Her brother was on my team, though, too, so she'd be there. And she'd always cheer for me, and she said that she called me lightning. So, And it was funny because her mom and my mom always said that we would get married. And we didn't get married. So the whole premise is you know, kind of reminiscing about that girl and that situation and how we were supposed to be family, but we weren't. So, yeah, that's what the song is kind of the premise is. Um. Do you have, did you keep in touch? Actually, I had not talked to her in probably 20 years. And I found this person on LinkedIn and I sent her the song and she thought it was awesome. That, that's so, what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And I told her that, you know, basically I wrote the song about her. So it was pretty cool.
Supposed to be fair. 
I played two. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Dogs is awesome, though. Have you ever been there? I have walked past it. Yeah, it's a cool venue. It's like one of those real old school kind of music places. It's awesome. It's a good place. I have um, friends that that Moon Dog that Ronnie has as well, but we've never really interacted. Okay, so someday. Yep. <clears throat> hey, Brian. So. Joshua from Doors in, in the Labyrinth had a question for you, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to go ahead and let him ask that. Okay. The question I have for Brian is in two parts. How does your work as a voice actor influence your work as a musician? And how does your musicianship influence your voice acting? That's a great question. So uh, let's start with how does voice acting affect my musicianship um as a voice actor you have to have a very strong pronunciated voice right you have to pronounce well you have to be good with timing be good with breathing um so you can fit you know if you're doing a script for a commercial you gotta a lot of times they'll send you the music and you gotta time the script out according to how long the music is playing in the background so you know, those, the, all those things help singing in a band because you 
got to have good rhythm. You got to be able to project. You got to have, you know, good mic technique. You got to know when to breathe. Um, so yeah, so that's how voice acting helps being a musician. Um, vice versa. I think I was definitely a musician before I started the voice acting. So I think being a musician, um, learning the skills of, you know, rhythm, music, how parts fit together, how, you know, the same thing, timing and breathing and singing and learning how to project your voice. Um, they go hand in hand, you know, and I think that if I wasn't a musician, I wouldn't be able to do uh, the type of voice acting that I'm able to do, you know, because being a singer for so many years and having trained as a singer for years, um, you know, it helps in all aspects of voice acting and the same thing with voice. I mean, it helps it, it, they're both, they meld together so well. That was a great question. That was cool. So I, I have a bonus question off of that one. Okay. Um, so you mentioned breathing. Right. Okay. In, the, in the cage song, Focus Factor. Yes. When did you breathe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was a lot younger then, so I probably had a little bit better lungs at that time. Um, can, well, can, you, can you give us a little bit of that, of that, of that part? Uh focus what's your focus gotta let it go (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's quite a bit plus i mean i you know being in shape as a singer actually helps tremendously too because you know especially for fast parts of songs like for example disturbed david dream and the stuff that he does you know there's a lot of his quick 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 you know kind of verses just like that so you you've heard his cover of um Sound of Silence, right? Yes. Yep. So my daughters did a musical this year, and they had to audition. Okay. And Emily sang the Sound of Silence, the disturbed version. For oh wow! Her, for her audition, and um, wow, she got one of the lead parts using it. Awesome. That's and cool. Bria, I can't remember what Bria sang, but they did Willy Wonka Jr. and okay. Emily was was Miss TV, and Bria was. Um. Oh, I can't think of her name. It's um Augustus's mom, the the German mother. I can't okay. think of her name right now. <laughs> Mrs. Ah, I can't think of it. I can't think of it either. But anyway, they you know the the only the only higher you the level you can get there is Willie or right um, or Charlie. So oh, Charlie, you know, yeah. they were yep pretty pretty high up. That's well, but, you know, they were exposed to music at a young age because their dad. Yeah, you know, all three sure. of them. Yep. And uh, so that helps out, you know, when it's a study after study has proven that kids that are exposed to music at a young age, you know, they have better, uh, better, better um, cognitive thinking, that type of stuff. You know, I mean, they can pick up instruments quicker. So yeah. we've had that conversation recently, right? About mm-hmm. Aiden. Yep. Um, he, yeah. Speaking of, he picked up his guitar again last week and started playing. Taught himself how to play seven, seven. Um, you can say seven, seven army, army nation. Yeah, yeah. Yep. seven nation army. Yeah, I, I keep messing that up. Yeah, but yeah. Awesome. Um, well, but keep it going, man. Keep it going. It's a fun journey. But um, you'll find this funny. Nobody okay. else will under. 
Kelly decided to teach, try and teach herself how to play um, the keyboard, and she was doing YouTube videos. Okay. And so she's sitting at the keyboard, and she's trying to play this part, and she's playing over and over and over again because she's messing it up. Okay. Aiden walks into the room, is on the other side of the keyboard, reaches across, so he's playing upside down, plays okay. it correctly, and walks out of the room. <laughs> he should have had a microphone and just, boop, mic drop. <laughs> That's awesome. But see, that's the thing. And he's learning instruments, so he's learning notes. And usually when you're learning an instrument, the piano is one of the things you start on for a lot of people. And even when you start singing, you know, you're sitting with an instructor at a piano, so you learn the notes. If he knows the notes on a guitar or on a, you know, saxophone or whatever, he should be able to translate that to piano. Trumpet, fife, harmonica, yeah, so keyboard, I mean, guitar. Head, you know, he's got the beaver. So that's and, uh the girls, Bria taught herself a little bit of guitar. And okay. She, she plays the clarinet and Emily is mostly just stuck to the flute. Okay. <laughs> but all three of them sing. Um, they're in the children's choir at church and the adult choir. And wow. 12 and 14. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's great. I mean, it's any kid that can pick up an instrument. It's just, it's so huge for their development. That's in my opinion. And there's studies to prove it too. So. Um, okay, so Drown the Deep, who yes. I have seen live. Okay. Um, f- they're, they're a very, very good hard rock band and yes. female front it. And I believe that's going to lead into your question. You're 100% correct. So I watched some of their videos on YouTube and they have a very powerful presence, a very powerful female singer. And so I'm, I'm in a band that has a female singer as well, two bands. And so it's always curious to me. So my question is how does having a female singer influence the band's songwriting and the sound of the band? Cause there's gotta be differences on how you write. I would think. All right. So now we get into the questions that have n- not nothing to do with the three questions in the song, but there, there are some questions that I do still have to ask that don't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you kind of led into one there. Um, talk about the the bands that you're currently in. Oh, okay. So I'm in a band I've been in since 1997, a cover band called the Free Peanuts Band. Um, we're basically named after a bowl of peanuts. Yes. So y- yeah. So um, when we on a bar. It, it's 100 correct. So that was before I was actually in the band. And on Wednesday nights, they would get a few guys would get together at the Wick City Saloon with acoustic guitars and play in the back room. So they started advertising and they always had bowls of peanuts at the bar. And it was, you know, you threw the shells on the floor and they sweep them up, sweep them up at the end of the night. So they had that on Wednesdays and the guys would come in and jam on Wednesdays in the back room. So they started advertising and this publication called the horse trader. And it would say Wick city saloon, uh, free peanuts and entertainment. So people started thinking that the guys getting together were called free peanuts so they just kind of let that fly. And then I joined the band in 97 and yeah, been a long time now. So that's one band. I'm in another band called another cover band called present tense. Um, they've been together since 2000, I think I haven't been with them that long, but they've been together a long time as well. Um, and then I'm in a group called the winery cats with Billy postal and I really just play drums and sing harmonies and sing a couple of leads, but I just love playing drums. So 
anymore. I think I'd rather be a drummer than a singer. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that suitcase kit. <laughs> yeah, and it's awesome. It's the I was gonna build one on my own, but then I found this thing. Actually, Jeff Towers found it for me. It's called the Toka Kickbox, and it it's like a suitcase box, like a you know a rectangle. It has a drum head on the out on the inside, and then inside it fits um, probably about that big. There's two drums. One's a snare drum. One's like a tom. And then everything fits inside that case, including your drum pedal, everything. And it sounds amazing. When it's mic'd up and the heads are tuned properly, it sounds just like a full kit. And I bring some cymbals, a hi-hat, some cymbals. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then the last group I play in is an acoustic group called the Impromptus. And that's with Jeff Towers also and the guitar player from the Free Peanuts band, Chris Chonsick. So, and we're actually playing um, on St. Patty's Day at the Craft House in Catanning. So that'll be a fun one. Um, I, I put the website up earlier, and I'm going to throw it back up there again. But where okay. where can people find you and your music online and your voice acting information? Yes. So if you go to my website, BrianKShafer.com, Bill has it on the screen there. Um, you can find everything about the vocal coaching. I also do some graphic design. Um, talks about, I have a tab for uh, musician tab where I have songs posted on there. Um, you can find my podcast, you can send me a message, you get my contact information as well. So, you um, can find his bio that I stole and put on the show notes. Tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, I have a I lot think of, I may have written part of that. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can find my stuff, my newest songs on Spotify now, finally. Um, and it's on all the platforms, Apple music, all that fun stuff. And, um, I have stuff on SoundCloud under Brian K Schaefer. And I also have stuff on, I have a, a large variety of songs on reverb nation. It's just reverbnation.com slash Brian K Schaefer. So that's pretty much where, and YouTube, some stuff on YouTube as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to have you come and do a PA rock show. Maybe. Yeah. I'm putting you on the spot. You're going to do number 700 with me. Sounds good to me, man. <laughs> so give me a date and I'll put it in my calendar. Yeah. I have no idea what that's going to be. Okay. <laughs> it's 40 episodes from now. Right. <laughs> Proper planning bill. <laughs> I, I, I told you the date or I told you, you which told me the number. Okay. Track. <laughs> and I know you'll remind me. So. Um, so, one other thing, what's coming up next? Other, you have the St. Patty's Day show. What else do you have going on? Uh, let's see. Well, Free Peanuts Band, uh, last year we played the Fort Armstrong Folk Festival on Thursday. So we have have that again. Um, I can't remember the exact day, but it's like the first week in August. And we're on that Thursday. Um, Present Tense actually is playing this weekend, but it's a private function. Um, I'd have to look at my calendar to tell you the truth. I mean, we're we're just starting to get booked up right now. So there's going to be a lot of, I'll put, actually, that's one thing I wanted to do was to create a schedule on my website, which I'll, that's, I'm going to do that now. Um, so I'll post all that stuff there. After you send me the song. After I send you the song. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. So um, what you guys are going to do next, if you're listening to, build the scene or redo radios. You're going to hang out, listen to some more music. You may find your next favorite artist 
And Brian and I are going to go off the air and chat a little bit. And I'm going to force him to send me that song before he gets off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to edit this so that you can all listen to the whole thing with both songs, both versions of the song at 6 a.m. tomorrow on buildthescene.com. Uh, so this has been episode 90, 90, number 93. See, I told you I couldn't talk today. I made it to the end. <laughs> you did. Episode number 93 of Three Questions in a Song. Next um, episode will be on the 15th, and it will feature Drown the Deep. And then the episode after that is going to be Mark Dignam, who currently mm. lives in um, in Pittsburgh area, but he is from... um. Oh, I think Ireland. Oh, wow. Awesome. And so, and I believe the song we're going to feature on that episode is called um, Angel of Mercy. Mm. And the Drown the Deep song, they just released two um, off of their upcoming album. And I'm not sure which one they're going to want to feature. So I'm not going to give that one away. But I want to check it out. And uh, also, you know, go to musicfrom412.com, buildandscene.com, firstangelmedia.com, briankshafer.com, lots of dot coms. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.